Sport of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We've got Shalene Johnson on the show today. And let me tell you, today's clip is by far the most important of the entire week, if not the entire month. This is huge. I want everybody to hear what Shalene is about to say. You know, on Monday, when Les Brown was on the show, I was talking about how we have dreams, but at the end of our dream statement is a big but. And one of those big buts is, I don't have enough time. And so what we have to ask ourselves is this. Are there things that I'm doing with my time right now that somebody else will gladly do for me in order to free up more time for me to do the things that I really want to do, to pursue the things that I really want to pursue? And the answer is always yes. But we have to be willing to do one big thing we have to be willing to ask for help. Here's Shalene. My husband and I, uh, we're the perfect partners, I think. I am a workaholic, former workaholic. Um, former workaholic with a secondary affliction of control freakism <laughs> with a dash of martyr. Anybody else have that? Yeah, so we, this is, you know, I want to tell a story, if I can, about our marriage, a moment in our marriage. And when you've been married for 22 years, there's lots of moments. Um, And this is a story that I've never told from the stage before. My husband last year shared this story. It was kind of a secret that we have kept private for many, many years. He shared it from the stage for the first time last year. But now I have the microphone, and you'll hear the wife's version, which is true and accurate. So now for the truth. Uh, So this is, you know, more about 10 years ago, we were in the midst of building a business. Uh, We had a certification company. We certified fitness instructors. We also owned an apparel company. We were manufacturing apparel overseas, importing it here. We had over 70 employees and consultants around the United States. We were licensing music and producing exercise videos on a continuity program for five, four different programs of which I was in those videos and creating the music and crafting the choreography and designing the clothing and, and a lot of other things that control freaks do. And um, it was the ideal situation for someone who's a workaholic. You know, did I mention we also had two small children? We also had two small children and I had just signed my first infomercial deal. Um, our programs were in health clubs across the globe, 22 different countries. We were busy to say the least. And we were doing this together. But something started to happen between the two of us. Like with that much going on and that much laundry, uh, we started kind of drifting apart. And I'm, my mood is pretty much always the same. I'm always pretty much in a good mood. It's hard to make me mad. Uh, but he started getting really moody and irritable and difficult to be around and secretive. And woman's intuition tapped me on the shoulder. And I thought, something's going on. Something doesn't add up. Wake up, put everything aside, and I went into detective mode. Notice that the laughter started with the ladies first. So I'm like, 
And I started with the phone records. <laughs> Did you hear the fellows? <laughs> started with the phone records, and as I looked into the records, I saw pretty quickly one number was being called over and over and over and over again. Late at night, early in the morning, times that I knew he was driving our kids to school. So I called that number. And I got confirmation. Next I checked our ATM records. Because part of our division of labor was Brett took care of all of our finances. I didn't even know one bank counter number. I couldn't tell you if we had $10 or $10 million. I was a workaholic. I, it wasn't about the money for me. It was about being busy. And when I looked at our ATM transactions, I had all the evidence I needed to confront him. He came in the room. He sat down in the chair. I was calm because I'd been doing my research. I already knew what I was going to do. I'd already made a decision. I just needed to know how long had this been going on. My addiction wasn't the only addiction in the family. My addiction to work. My husband was addicted to gambling. And we were $480,000 in debt. Which is perfect if you're a workaholic, because now you've got like a reason to work even more. <laughs> oh, and I could totally be a martyr. This is ideal. I joke, but it was a, a pretty horrible moment, and um, I knew what I needed him to tell me he was willing to do if I was going to stay. And Brett went into treatment for his addiction. Mine I wore as a badge of honor. So I still got to be the workaholic. But now I got to do it with like, you think I want to do this? I got to help get us out of debt. And as he continued to go to therapy and continued to get healthier, he suddenly became less tolerant of my behavior. He suddenly became healthier and was more aware of the things I was doing that weren't healthy. And our relationship started to shift and I could feel this happening and I, just even the power between us and, and just he was awake, you know what I mean? And I wasn't yet. And I'll never forget, it was late, late, late at night, probably 1 a.m., and I was downstairs, and I knew I had to finish editing music for a release that was due the next day, and choreography notes. And it was 1 a.m., and I think he could hear me crying. And he came down the stairs, as I often did. I worked through the night because I, I wanted to be an at-home mom. I wanted to be present. So I was often there with my kids, but not like really there. I mean, I would go to their games, their sporting events, and I would watch them run back and forth, and I couldn't tell you who won, who lost. I would just have my eyes scanning, and, and if everyone else cheered, I cheered. But I didn't know what was going on, because in my head I was still working. I needed to continue working, even when I was trying to be a good mom. And I think he could hear me crying downstairs, and he came into the living room and saw me surrounded by piles and piles of what? Laundry. <laughs> piles and piles of laundry. And he said, what are you doing? And I responded, 
I can't go to bed. I've got to finish the music, and then I've got to do the choreography notes, and there's like all this laundry. And he said, well, why are you doing the laundry then? Our kids don't have any socks. <laughs> he said, well, then why don't we hire somebody to do the music for you? Are you kidding me? That's why our business is successful. It's because I do the music. It's because the music is everything. I can't, nobody can do that. That's my secret sauce. I can't believe you didn't even say that. <laughs> yeah, he's solving the problem. Meanwhile, I'm like, can I just have this? I just want this problem. Stop solving it. And he says, well, then well, let's hire someone just to do the choreography notes for you. I, how would I? It would take me so much time to explain it. They wouldn't do it right. I've tried. I've tried. He said, well, then let's hire somebody to do the laundry. And I was like, how, pray tell, do you think we're going to do that when we're a half a million dollars in debt? How are we going to pay someone to do the laundry when we've got this debt over our head? He said, well, what do you think your hourly rate is? Like, Shalene, are you, is your time worth more than $100 an hour? I said, yes. He said, well, then it's like you're paying someone $100 an hour right now to sort socks. Let's do this. We'll have someone come in three times a week for four hours. She'll come Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We'll have someone come for four hours. And while they're waiting for the laundry to dry, they can be cleaning the house. And we did. I agreed. He said, if this doesn't work after two weeks, we can give it up. If we're not able to get further ahead and on our feet, then we'll give it up. What's the harm in doing this for two weeks? I agreed. We ran an ad in Craigslist. The first person who appeared to interview for that job, her name was Inez. Have you ever seen the Warner Brothers cartoon called Tasmanian Devil? <laughs> I never once saw Inez that she wasn't sweating profusely. She would come into my house in like a spinning tornado, clean everything. Every piece of clothing every day was clean, sorted, and put away. Put away. In my life, I've never put laundry away the same day it was dried, ever. <laughs> every shirt was hung according to sleeve length and color. I opened my drawer of bras. It looked like they do at Victoria's Secret. <laughs> it was like, ah, and my house was clean. I could suddenly focus. Everything changed. I call it the Inez factor. <laughs> and I, it was only possible because I had to give myself rational and emotional permission to try it. Rational and emotional permission to try it. The reason why that was such an important thing for me to do is because nothing means more to me than being a mom. I don't care about awards or accolades or money. I need my kids to be right. I need my kids to be self-sufficient. I need my kids to be caring. I need my kids to know they come first. I need my kids to know that they are way more important than anything I ever do. And for me, laundry was my mom's scorecard. My mom did laundry. I had socks that matched. If I'm gonna be a good mom, I need to do the laundry. That was what was in my head. But I was doing the laundry at 1 a.m. 
So how do the kids know if I did it or not? And does doing the laundry really make you a good mom? I had to have that conversation. But what Inez taught me was that my worst fear was true and I would live through it. My worst fear was that if I gave someone something that I believed only I could do, that they wouldn't do it as well. Raise your hands if there are things you don't want to let go of because you're like, I just, I don't think anyone else will be able to do it as well. Yes. It's true, Inez did not do our laundry as well as me. At first, she would put my cashmere sweaters in the dryer. But eventually, <laughs> eventually, Inez did the laundry far better than I could ever dream of doing the laundry. And eventually, someone was able to edit the music far better than I was ever able to edit the music. And eventually, someone was able to do the choreography and the notes and to oversee the production of our clothing line and to do the hire and to do all of these things in our business and all of these things in our personal life. Eventually what I realized is the more things I applied the Inez factor to, the bigger and more profound my freedom became. And I started to get healthy. And I started to realize that what I was doing was keeping myself busy, trying to distract myself from feeling, living. And if I ever found a way to do things quicker and faster or take something off my plate, it was great because it was just a way to add more until Inez. I see many of you are taking notes. So I want to do something fun. Take out a pen and a piece of paper, all right? And I want you to draw a line down the center of your page, okay? And I'm gonna read it for you a list. This is gonna be really, really helpful. I think you're gonna like this, okay? So you know what tick marks are, right? So I want you to make a tick mark on the left side of your page, on the left side of your page, for anything you do or like you should be doing when I read this list, okay? Put the tick mark on the right side of the page if you have somebody else doing it. You ready? Here we go. And begin. Wash laundry, put laundry away, ironing, sorting socks, cleaning the kitchen, washing dishes, putting the dishes away, cleaning the house daily, deep cleaning once a month, shopping for gifts, grocery shopping, putting the groceries away, washing, cleaning, and prepping your fruits and vegetables. Are you ticking? Are you ticking? All right. Preparing the meals, preparing lunches, cleaning up after meals. The reason why I wanted to share that story about my husband and I is because we did that when we were a half a million dollars in debt. So to say you can't afford to do this because you're just starting out, because your business isn't taking off, because, 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 is not true. Let me drop a truth bomb on you. You can't afford to keep doing these things unless you want stressed success. I'm not suggesting you can't be successful. You can, but do you want to be that person? Thus far, everything that I've read to you, every tick mark, I don't do anymore. And I used to do all those things. Did I give them all away in one week? No. But once I experienced Inez, I realized every single time 
I let go, I let go. Our lives got better. I just wanted our lives to be better. It was never about money for me. And I, you, I told you, I didn't know if we had a dollar or 10 million. It's never been about money for me. But here's the beautiful thing about doing the right thing for the right people. The blessings come. That's how he works. When you do the right thing for the right people, you will be abundantly blessed. And you have to have faith if you wanna be smart about your success. I mean, because I think most of us would agree that the way that we define success is happiness. It isn't the cars and the things and the nice shoes and the expensive homes. If you're unhappy, is that successful? If you have all those things and you're unhappy? If you're so busy you can't breathe? You don't know each other? It's a decision. All right, friends, that was Shalene Johnson. Her website is shalenejohnson.com. I had to do some editing on that clip because it would have been really, really long, but I really want you to watch the entire thing. The video is called, If You Want to Live More, You've Got to Do Less. It's on YouTube. It's on my website today as well uh, on today's post. And the reason I want you to watch the whole thing is not only because the whole 20 minutes is amazing, but that list that she gave kind of toward the end of today's clip, there's a lot more of them. And so I want you to be able to go through that checklist and see where you are right now, not only in your home life, but in your business as well. So again, her website is shalenejohnson.com. She's got podcasts on the iTunes. They're called The Shalene Show, as well as Build Your Tribe. Look for those and subscribe. That is it for me today. I hope you enjoyed this one. I think this is so darn important. And uh, again, I hope you share it with a lot of people because I think they need it. I'm out. I'm going to see you tomorrow with Dr. Love, Leo Bus. Scalia. I'm out. Peace.